Hello and welcome to Drive and Double Feature Podcast. I'm Nathan. I'm Ryan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week every Tuesday and Thursday. But before we get into today's movie, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash drive and double feature podcast just for $5 a month. You get some fun bonus episodes, off the cuff conversations, quiz shows, and you help support the channel with those $5 a month. But getting into today's movie, we are talking about another James Bond movie. We're talking about Thunderball from 1965, the fourth James Bond movie. Sean Connery is back. And this one is entirely, not entirely, this one is set in the water. It's got a lot of water in it. Uh, You wouldn't know from the title, Thunderball. Heck, I don't even know why this is called Project Thunderball, but it is called Thunderball. They should have called it Water Balloon. I, I agree. Water boat, <laughs> water submarine, I mean, even though that doesn't make sense, but I, I don't know. Um, maybe it's because this one has a fun opening title sequence, but I, I guess before getting into like the whole part of this, I, we, you've experienced, what was your experience with Thunderball? You've seen this before, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like my third time seeing it, but I watched the other first other times when i was very young and Mm -hmm. i hadn't watched this one in a very very long time so it was almost practically new to me all over again yeah and uh yeah so i but you know we'd watched it because it was a sean connery uh bond movie so um but yeah it'd been a long time so i was like "Ah, i wonder if it's as this one's even as good as goldfinger because i always in my mind had like goldfinger it's like my favorite of the Sean Connerys. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a, so I like I watched this like a few years back, but I had forgotten a lot about it as well. Um, and from my memories, I remember it being a pretty forgettable Bond movie. Um, and I recently read the book, so I this is my first James Bond book, so I got to compare that with watching this, and that made this more of a fun experience this time. Um, I, I will say, I don't think I look as badly on it as I did before, but I, it's, it sucks. I think coming off a of gold finger, I just, for me personally, I don't think this one lives up to it at all. Um, I disagree. Really? <laughs> I, really? Is this your favorite? It's not my, but so I, I like this one a lot more than I remember liking it. Nice. And I, uh, just a lot of like the humor like really worked for me in this one there's a lot of humorous moments in here um a lot of the sequences in this movie are i enjoyed quite a bit um probably though like the the biggest downside for me was i think the ending sequence went on a little too long with like the Mm -hmm. underwater sequences like there's a big underwater like battle scene between like the good guys and the bad guys sort of thing and it's it goes on a little too long in my opinion, but yeah. And I but, agree with you. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's, I, I still think it's a very charming uh, James Bond role. Um, it's still very exciting. And in fact, it was like up until like a certain point, I'm like, you know, this is kind of like on par with Goldfinger, like at one point, but then like 
as it went on, I'm like, okay, I can, I'm kind of noticing like the, the differences here, but yeah. But no, it was very, very enjoyable. Yeah, I will agree with you that I think this is Bond at its funniest. Uh, Sean Connery drops like so many one-liners in this. Like, and, like it's just like constantly everything is a joke to this guy. And, <laughs> and like, it's funny. I think that works really well. But I think pacing wise, I think the pacing for me, this movie slows down a lot, especially in that last half with the underwater sequences is a little killer uh i don't know what it is but like underwater stuff in movies i I just i've never really been into i get really tired of like underwater like action sequences and stuff because there's just a slowness to it you know because it's underwater yeah yeah and i mean i I think they did a good job with choreographing Mm -hmm. fight scenes under underwater as well as you could but after about five minutes of it it's like okay show me something different but then mm-hmm. it's it goes on for about 20 minutes yeah yeah it's it lasts for quite a while and i mean that's comparable to the book the underwater sequence is like a couple chapters of the book and i i guess just on the sign tangent comparing to this book it's very similar actually they don't take a lot of liberties uh even to the point i, I saw people complain about this and i don't think it's a big issue this movie really delves into specter and really delves into like their plans it it, you know it shows you everything the book does that too um there are a few differences as well as additional characters are added in to this movie but i think it's for the better actually um and oh yeah i guess another big thing this movie is the return of terrence young as the director um Mm -hmm. who directed dr no and from russia with love so um we're kind of back to that and i actually think that's really interesting because we talked about how those aren't as silly um, but this one ups the silliness factor a lot for Terrence Young. Yeah, and I think that, personally, I think that has a lot to do with uh, Goldfinger and in this success, because that's kind of what Guy Hamilton was like, oh, let's make this a lot more fun and mm-hmm. like jokey type of stuff, like make Bond like really witty. And I think they kind of followed suit with that. Yeah, yeah, I think they went on. And then that, they went on with it. And in the title sequence, it just like goes full or sorry the pre-title sequence it goes like full-blown like yeah this is this is as silly as we can get (laughs) uh Uh, it 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 really kind of sets the bar at the beginning of the movie movie when uh james bond punches a grieving widow in the face (laughs) yeah i i I love that moment it reminds me of we talk about this all the time i feel like we're always gonna have at least one austin powers moment every time where he punches uh god what's his name uh mr expositions uh mother uh, oh basil expositions <laughs> yeah. mother. yeah he's like yeah. this is a man he's like that's my mother <laughs> yeah but it, it's funny so i the first time i watched this i thought that punch came out of nowhere um but i was kind of going through it again today and i i don't know why my mind didn't even realize that he opens the door by himself so James Bond realizes, oh, he's he's not a woman because she he opens a car door by himself. <laughs> and I'm like, that is like so like stupid because, you know, no woman should ever open a door by themselves. They're all they always should have the help do it. I know too many women have died just standing at doors waiting for them to be opened. And they, I know. Just, they never can go inside. Yeah. Just dehydration, <laughs> hunger, all of it. <laughs> just waiting at the car door 
It's like a video uh, game character just waiting for its cue. Uh, yeah, they just they just stand there for eternity. But but yes, he just uh, beats the crap out of this grieving widow. And is that in the book that he punches like a woman in the face? Or no, no this this whole pre-title sequence is not not in the movie. Or sorry, not in the book. This is all for the movie. Uh, well, I mean, if that moment didn't top it, then the next very next scene, James Bond uses a literal jetpack to, <laughs> yeah. to, to fly across the screen, which that was a real jetpack. Too. yeah I, w- I was watching the special features and I, I thought that was really neat that there was only two people in the world that could do it and they had to convince one of them to like or tried to convince one of them to not wear a helmet and they wouldn't do it um yeah, well good on them. yeah yeah <laughs> I uh I, I was totally surprised because you think it's like that but it's like no no that was <laughs> that, that was a real jetpack yeah yeah um and I mean it's really convenient you know, he he kills he kills the person, runs out, and is like, "Oh yeah, there's the jetpack. Let me zoom on out of here." <laughs> yeah, he just innocuously hid a jetpack, like he just stowed it away, and then yeah. just threw it in his car trunk, like you yeah. know, your book, like your book bag at the end of school. Yeah, <laughs> I love that clip because he's just like trying to, sh- he's like almost shoving it into the trunk of his car, um, and then then the guards come up and then like giant jets of water shoot out of the back of his car to make them trip and slip around it it is over the top goofy which i don't mind i feel like james bond is at its most fun whenever it's doing stuff like this yeah absolutely yeah um Um, i wanted to bring up the uh the book um so, so did you watch like the behind the scenes and like how the book like actually came about yes i did yeah uh i which i didn't know reading it uh was that they thunderball was originally a script am i right yeah Yeah. so it was so he had written casino royale and Mm -hmm. casino royale was adapted into a television special like we mentioned on dr no but Mm -hmm. it was a pretty big failure like nobody really watched it but then um which they showed a clip on the behind the scenes and they get like an American James Bond. And it's like, and it's just like total casual. Like, Hey, I'm going to get some chips over here for this poker game. Like, yeah. It felt so weird seeing that <laughs> clip. I just was like, this is just wrong on so many yeah. levels. Yeah. Horrible. But yeah. Uh, anyway, they, uh, him and um, a couple of screenwriters had gotten together and they're like, Oh, let's, let's create a, uh, an original bond movie and they involved ian fleming with the process but ian fleming kind of grew bored of like the whole screenwriting process didn't really care for it so he pretty much took all the ideas from that and turned it into the thunderball book and the screenwriter was like wait a minute like we came up with half of it like that we need to get some of those rights and it was a big legal battle and it was eventually settled out of court yeah yeah and then eventually we got the movie that is thunderball um which i guess is interesting because we talked about that on the dr no episode where thunderball was originally going to be the first adaptation but um and i i don't i feel like dr no was probably the right choice especially for such a small budget because this movie cost nine million dollars and underwater stuff with all these like underwater jet skis and the yacht that like transforms at the end it i don't think it would have done justice to it 
in in the one million dollar budget range that Doctor No had. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, it, like it's they, it it still blows me away. Like to think about like how far they've come from Doctor No, which was they didn't have a whole lot of money, and this one, this fourth movie, it has the budget of all three movies combined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is great. I mean, you see that we've talked about this before. You see so many times that they decrease the budget sequel after sequel, like back in the day. But here they did the right thing and gave it more and more money. And you know what it did? It made more and more money. I mean, this is more towards the end that I guess we could talk about this. But this movie was the highest grossing one so far. It made $141 million. It was like, yeah, they called it Bond Fever. It was like a huge deal to everybody. So just to put that number into perspective for you, did you happen to plug that into an inflation calculator? I did not, no. So this is 1965. Uh, in 1965 money, it was $141 million, which by today's standards, it would be like an okay hit for that number. It wouldn't be like yeah. a resounding hit. So in 2022, uh adjusted for inflation this movie made 1.3 billion dollars holy crap (laughs) that's absolutely insane so that means like most of the population had gone out and seen this james bond movie when you put that into perspective this is one of the most watched movies ever seen ever ever made yeah that's insane because that ranks up there with uh, like a lot of inflation stuff i know with inflation i think gone with the wind is still considered like the highest grossing movie but this this is very close to that then i'm sure it it's up there i mean at 1.3 billion is an insane amount of money for like just like i i you know i i don't want to i can't stress that enough about how popular this movie was and Mm -hmm. It's just like you said, I mean, it was it was just like Goldfinger. It's like they would have sold out shows in like New York and Alabama, like just or like all around the world. And so much. So one thing I thought was really cool was uh, like people would like buy tickets for movies just knowing that the trailer was going to be in uh, <laughs> for like for like that movie. Because I remember like this is a side rant, but like I remember people would do that. I remember when star wars the phantom menace would that, come out like yeah like people would buy tickets i think to like i forget what it was but it was one movie and it was just like they would specifically buy tickets just to go see the trailer and then they'd leave like before the movie started or whatever yeah, back when like internet connections like you could hardly watch like a second of the trailer you had to go to the theater to see them yeah um, yeah and then the other thing too was uh they actually made like booths on the sidewalk and you could put your head in and it would play like a continual like trailer of Thunderball. So it's just like, what? (laughs) So instead of it being like a a peep show or like a Nickelodeon they used to do like in the old days, like you just watch the the Thunderball trailer. That's wild. Peek your head in. Man, I mean, I seen this trailer. I watched it before the show. It's a, it is a cool trailer, actually. I, I won't lie, because it has the title come up multiple times, Thunderball, Thunderball, and it goes all around. So uh, that's, and, that's neat. And this one, too, was one of the most, uh, it was 
heavily watched on when they got rebroadcast on television as well. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I would easily like, see, I said like, you know, that this movie to me doesn't really compare to Goldfinger, but if it was on TV, hell yeah, I'd, I turned it on, you know, I'd throw, I'd throw it on. I guess going back to the movie though, uh, since we talk about it every time, the title sequence this time is ladies uh, in the water, shadows of women swimming in the water you know it's fine it's got its interest it's what the movie is about but the theme song here is thunderball um and it literally um i guess what's funny about this is they had made a song again with shirley bassey and it was finished and part of like the instrumental of it is still in the movie but they changed it last second for whatever reason um i guess to give it because that song isn't named Thunderball. And then this one is named Thunderball. Yeah, it was Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. And it was originally sung by Shirley Bassey. And then it was sang by Dion Warwick. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they played a little bit of that in the special features. But like you said, they wanted a actual song that actually mm-hmm. used the word Thunderball. And so they teamed up with Tom Jones, who was a very popular singer during that time in the 60s. And uh, made the Thunderball theme. And this is also one of my favorite mm-hmm. James Bond theme songs. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's, it's part, it just feels like classic Bond and the instrumental to it, it feels like the Bond theme and just the way he's just like Shirley Bassey, the way he just yells Thunderball, like there's just like some power to it. Um, yeah, no, I think this is, this is a good song. I, I, I totally agree. Better, better yep. than Three Blind Mice. Well, maybe not. I don't know about that. <laughs> but you know who should have sang this song? Who? What do you think about like Louis Armstrong saying it? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been interesting. You know what? <laughs> Three balls of thunder. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I dig it. Let's let's go back in time. And let's get rid of Tom Jones. <laughs> and let's get no. Mr. Armstrong on this. <laughs> I don't um, know. I just randomly thought of that like today. And yeah. I'm like, that's, so, that's such a dumb thought. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, getting into like the actual movie. Yes. Uh, yeah. so, we haven't even gotten into the, the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, so we got, we, we talked about the pre-title sequence, but the main, the main, plot starts with the the specter meeting which is such a great scene mm-hmm. already because it's <laughs> it has it, it's just like that opening sequence and uh james bond i mean james, uh, austin powers where they have like all the bad guys sitting like in chairs or in a, yes. around each other with uh with blofeld or dr evil like stroking his cat like at the head of the table and like yeah and then just randomly killing some of his agents and uh yeah it it's great though because they're uh they're uh naming like all these plots that they're about to do it's like oh Mm -hmm. like we're going to uh counterfeit money or like uh insert chinese propaganda into america or something (laughs) yeah yeah it's like and they like they're naming what their price is, like what they're going to what the amounts of money they're going to be paid for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I love this because Spectre is just 
pure evil like every evil little thing you could think of is going on here uh i don't know it's fun it's fun to see like this level of just i don't know dastardliness right i love that the dude gets electrocuted in his chair that's how he gets killed is some kind of electrocution Uh, Um, yeah not dumped into a fire pit unfortunately um no but he does hit a button on the table (laughs) and just like boop just kills him Mm -hmm. um but uh i i guess the main plot though is uh nato is shipping some uh giant bombs and uh specter decides they want to hijack the bombs and they want to uh, hold the world for ransom yes yeah for 100 million dollars not 1 million 100 million um but uh, i like this plot because i just like how it intertwines james bond's plot in this is so like almost silly um he's in a health spa which (laughs) this is book accurate except in the book m sends him to the health spa because for some reason m is on a health kick it's so weird um but yeah so james bond ends up at this health spa you know he's just taking a break from being a spy but of course he can't get away from it uh and uh in the here along with some other fun things he does encounter the the main plot with the nukes and stuff there's a weird guy running around with bandages on his head there's a guy with like a weird tattoo on his hand who is <laughs> who's just messing with him locks james bond up in this like exercise machine that's supposed to stretch your limbs but it is it looks so silly the way he just is laying there and is just flopping around. It's, it's hilarious, but uh, speaking quite honestly, this is like the dumbest scene it's of, so like, dumb. of like the, of all the, of so far in the series. Yes. Uh, it, it, it's so dumb. And like, why is this even a thing? Cause what it is, the guy with the red tattoo turns it all the way up to level 100, whatever that means. And he just wildly is like, going all around and it's like why do they even have a machine that does this because she even the lady that comes in and saves like you could have died yeah why why is that even a thing then yeah like she's like you could have died luckily you left forward and you're able to hit the switch even though you don't see him hitting it they're like good thing you turned it off (laughs) yeah it's silly and uh She's she's so scared she's gonna lose her job, and this is James Bond at his sleaziest yet. Oh God! I, yeah. I, this moment is so <laughs> gross. Where she's like, "Oh, I could lose my job." He's like, "Well, I could keep quiet for for a price." And then and then and then <laughs> they have sex. He blackmails her pretty much. Well, like yeah, because leading up to this, before all this, like he's been you know trying to flirt with her, and like. Mm-hmm again he forces him forces himself onto her and gets a kiss and she's yeah. like get away from me and and then when that happens she's then they're like but of course he's so amazing that now she's in love with him and it's yeah. like it's <laughs> the cla- big thing classic bond like she's like oh bond, why are you leaving me after he just did that to her and one of the weirdest moments so the, the subplot right there's a guy who went through plastic surgery to look like the NATO pilot that's flying the bomb plane so they could land it in um, in the Bahamas and you know they can take it. Um, and what I found so funny is that the plane takes off and then James Bond and and the woman hear it and they're like, oh wow, I can't you know I can't can't believe they're flying those things. And I'm just like, really, the health spa and the 
and the air and like the air force base are right next to each other it's just a really <laughs> weird coincidence <laughs> yeah i that's it that's how bond is it's just he just happens to be at the center of the action of all times always always because that's what gets him in the bahamas good so what i like about this is all the double o's get together and he actually doesn't get assigned to the right place where the bombs are at. He gets assigned to Canada, but because he knew about the plastic surgery guy, he ends up being a part of the main plot. Yeah, well, he if he sees like the pilot's hot sister, and he's like, <laughs> "Hmm," <laughs> it's like uh, I think I need to go down. I think I need to go down to the Bahamas. Yeah, and then and then he's like, "Em, you know what I gotta do? I gotta this 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 guy's this dead guy's sister." you know i gotta hook up and then money penny of course you know gets a little silly about it she sees uh, right through it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but of course james bond always has a quip about uh i'll know i'll know her by uh i think it's two moles on the inside of her thighs or something yeah something weird but yeah, yeah as usual uh, when he goes when he does go to the bahamas though it's it's a great moment because while he's out there, uh, Q meets up with him, and Q's like in yes. like a, a Hawaiian shirt with a hat. And everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, these the Q moments are becoming like my favorite parts of these of the series. I, I love it where he comes in and he just looks angry, and him and James Bond do not get along with each other at all. But it has it's like so playful almost how James Bond just could care less about the gadgets that he's handing him. It, it, it's fun. Yeah, he cares. He doesn't care about the gadgets. He's just kind of like, whatever. And then, like, Q is basically like, I care more about these gadgets conditions than I do with your own life. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, in this one, luckily we get some cool gadgets. We get like a, a watch camera, which I think was, you know, now is not a big deal. But back in the day, that was like a big deal. Um, and yeah, I mean, the whole part in the Bahamas, I, I think, has its really good moments. I think the women here, the Bond girls here, are probably my favorite parts in this. Uh, Domino being the sister of the pilot, um, who I think is, I think she's great. I, I really like seeing her in this. Uh, has some actual, like, tender moments with Bond a couple times in the movie. One of the few times yeah. that happens. I, I think she's great, and she was... Um... She was also dubbed by the same actress who did uh, Honey Rider and Doctor No. Gotcha. Because she was, she had a very thick French accent. Yeah, what's um, up with these really good dubs? They could a lot of filmmakers back in those days could have learned a lot from James Bond. They 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 knock it out of the park every time yeah. because I mean, watching like some of these other movies, it's so obvious that it's being dubbed or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now it's like when you hear it, I'm like I. You couldn't I couldn't I wouldn't have known that they were dubbed and until no. I find out that they're like oh yeah they were all dubbed yeah um and, okay so and I guess the other Bond girl um who isn't in the book I was a little confused at first when this character popped up but yeah it's a Fiona Fiona Volpe who is another Spectre agent um there and she's she's also kind of somebody that James Bond messes with and I I think her moments are really good too um just a lot of fun that she she and bond have some of my favorite moments in this movie yes yeah. Uh, because uh there's a scene where she's clearly like hitting on him and Mm -hmm. he's like he he want like he 
you know, he's like, oh yeah, I'll sleep with you. But he's not like pursuing her like, like he did with like the other women. And mm-hmm. uh, she's like in the tub and she's like, oh, can you hand me something to put on? And he just hands her a pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how it lingers for a moment where she just looks angry and looks at the shoes for like, it, it, it lasts like a little long. And I, I love that. I think that's funny. Um, um well then yeah and then she's like and then it's like okay we're about to have sex type of thing and and james bond's just kind of the things i do for my country and and, just, <laughs> and and then later uh they he ends up being captured by specter and uh she's kind of like oh well you were like mr james bond uh the man that thought that he could just sleep with any woman and just they'll change their whole entire morals and perspective. And he was like, well, that was worth a shot. Yeah. That, that's what, <laughs> see, I thought that was good. Cause I said earlier that that's just what he does, but no, yeah, here, this is one of those times where she, she just slept with him and he, she didn't change at all. Um, her death is really, really funny. And she dies like really early in the movies, like surprisingly early. Um, it's, it's just like in Goldfinger, James Bond is about to be shot and he turns her around so she can take the bullet instead of him and she gets him killed and in a really well edited scene there's like the the cuts in this one are really good like it was really tense just like it would like constantly like switch shots as it built up to him spinning her around and using her as a body shield yeah yeah there's a so like after he got captured, you know, he had, they go, he's like in the middle of this festival out in the Bahamas. And mm-hmm. I, I like the scene too, because there's a guy that comes out and he's just, he, just total stranger. He's just like coming up to like, Hey, you guys want to drink from my bottle? And just like, and they're like, no, get away. Like leave us alone. <laughs> he's like, come on, we're having a party drink. And uh, James Bond gets the guy to smash the bottle and then he like lights the car on fire doused with alcohol <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and uh but yeah that's it's a really frantic scene because he's like going through all these crowds there's a lot of really quick cuts mm-hmm. and here it looks very frantic um when she does get shot um uh, well it, i so before that even he just like grabs a random girl and he just starts dancing with her and she's that's just right. like oh hey <laughs> like yeah this is fun and then like she shows up and and the girl's like you should have said that your wife was here <laughs> yeah i and love that moment <laughs> then she gets shot and he's like do you mind if my friend sits this one out she's dead she's tired dead tired yeah man i don't know sean connery in this one or the writers i should say are firing on all cylinders but right. sean connery is just at the top of his game as james bond i think he's really gotten into this role it just it comes across so natural because mm-hmm. it's it's almost i mean obviously you know it's a scripted line and they're trying to be real witty but it's the way sean connery says it it doesn't feel forced at all it just no. it comes across like so naturally like oh like i'm just so brilliant i just thought of this like right yeah. away because you see so many action movies where the one-liner just feels like oh we're stopping the movie for this but here it just it flows so well every time every quip um just well, earlier in the movie, um, so Felix Leiter shows up in this one, and he's actually a, a bigger character than uh, than than e- than ever before, really. Um, and and I thought this moment was funny whenever he had the uh, the assassin in the bathroom. Felix shows up, and he's about to be like, "Oh, 007, but he doesn't finish it. And James Bond just like punches him like right in the <laughs> stomach to shut him up because he doesn't want any. And then later, he's like, "Oh, you almost said my name." 
because there was a henchman in the bathroom like yes. waiting to kill him exactly yeah he didn't want to give it away i guess we should say so the 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 main bad guy of this movie is mm-hmm. uh the guy emil lago which mm-hmm. if you've seen any of the austin powers movies he looks just like number two robert wagner's character yes so he's he's got the eye patch he's got a suit on he plays mm-hmm. he plays a card game with james bond and two in the movie so it's just like that, yes that scene in uh and austin powers so yeah and and the moment in here is is funny too because he the whole time he's like uh oh there's like a specter over your shoulder using specter in, in like wordplay and it's obviously freaking him out and he doesn't stop he keeps dropping specter in the conversation over and over yeah it's just like uh the gold golf moment in goldfinger it's mm-hmm. uh like james bond is kind of saying like hey i know who you are but uh Emil lago also knows that james bond is uh you know an mi6 agent because they kind of have like this back and forth dialogue and uh, Domino is uh, Emil Lago's uh, mistress in this movie mm-hmm. as well. So he's like, oh, well, you should come have uh, lunch with us over at my at my uh, mansion. And mm-hmm. but it, it's like it's really like an ulterior motive. He just wants James Bond there so he can either spy on him or capture him and mm-hmm. uh he does eventually get captured. And one of the things Emil Lago has in this movie is that he has a swimming pool of sharks. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like Dr. Evil with his <laughs> sharks with laser beams on his head. Um, and the shark pool is so low and like scary. And I guess it sounded like every from the special features, everyone in the crew was scared of this pool of sharks. Like no one actually wanted to be in here. Yeah, there was even a moment where like the sharks killed each other and there was blood all in the water and like a stunt double was stuck in the water with them. I couldn't even yeah. imagine. Yeah. So that's what it was. They, uh, there's a scene at, well, before that, even like yeah. James Bond there, there's like, he's, uh, he thinks that there's like a, a plexiglass that's like protecting him, but mm-hmm. like the plexiglass only went so far. And then, so mm-hmm. there is like a, a moment in there where Sean Connery is not acting. He's like genuinely terrified that he just saw a shark. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it's coming right at him. Right. And then at the, uh, at the very end of the scene, when James Bond escapes, um, he, uh, you see like a shark, like kind of coming at him full speed in the water but how that was done in the movie is that they uh, they had like a dead shark that they were holding and it was tied to a rope and they pulled it mm-hmm. to make it look like it was swimming at them. But like you said, they had other live sharks in there. <laughs> like uh, another shark saw it and just like went to town on the dead shark. And there was like a, the stuntman was in the water like, uh, hey, I, I want to get out now. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Uh, there's also another moment where a uh, henchman like gets thrown in and he lands on top of a shark, which uh, was a real shark. So a little bit of animal abuse in this one. It's not the first, that's not the last time either. Um, but that scene is really like visceral of him falling into the shark tank. And I guess that guy, ha- he asked for way more money just to do that, which I would too. I get uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Well earned. Uh-huh. Uh, I. That's a, there was like another moment too. Um, like when they're doing one of the driving stunts, like when, like the, this, there's one scene like towards, uh, 
or James Bond's being chased by these guys on motor, like a guy on a motorcycle and other cars. And there's like these explosions mm-hmm. and everything. Um, one of the behind the scenes thing is that uh, one of the stuntmen actually crashed and there's like a fire. And then Terrence Young was like, uh, he's like, well, you know, said direct us directors are such horrible people. He's like, I left the cameras running and for a little bit before I went and rescued them uh-huh. before <laughs> like, we've, right. yeah, just like, Oh, make sure you get this shot. So just, it's like that movie shark. It's like, Oh yeah. Somebody died in the making of this. And here's the scene where they died yeah let's put it in the movie <laughs> but luckily <laughs> this stunt person uh did not die he was just kind of hiding out and scared terrence young uh allegedly died and shark yeah allegedly. Had, uh, yeah, the conspiracy true. theory I, I made yeah <laughs> i mean it is true i i still think about that that maybe it was all publicity it probably was <laughs> um oh i was just gonna say too um i it, it so that's when it kind of leads into like the underwater sequences, which um, again, I want to state because uh, James Bond, you know, he was able to like lead in like a team from like the CIA agents and MI6 agents. And they were able to like mm-hmm. go like full steam against Emil Lago to get the bombs back. And mm-hmm. um, like I said, it's very impressive. And honestly, like the thing that shines in this movie a lot for me, like the biggest standout is like the way a lot of these shots are filmed, mm-hmm. like, like just like the set designs and like the MI6 where like all the uh, double agent, double O agents are sitting like in a room, like they have this big, like grand scene or like just the way mm-hmm. the specter scenes are shot. It looks so great. It just looks amazing. No, I, I agree. They definitely use the full the full amount of that budget to really build up these sets and everything. Um, no, I mean, it's just a great looking movie. And I mean, the underwater stuff looks really good. And I mean, all of the stuff they had to make, like the big yellow boat, the model plane that the guy's dead in, um, the the just the shooting of the guns, you know, with just all of that just looks really good in the water. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't know what was going on or who was who at one point, but it did look pretty good. Yeah, it uh, I, I, I look great, but like I said, I think I think it goes on a little too long. Maybe if you did like a five to ten minute sequence, I mm-hmm. that would have been that would have been enough for me. But um, it does have a really great explosive ending where you know Bond and Emil Lago fighting on the boat. Oh yeah, yeah, I like that moment where because Domino's like trapped on the bottom of the ship and this like random side character who kind of I, I don't do you did you get his name uh oh um i i know who you're talking about like yeah uh, uh vargas vargas okay yeah this, this is not in the book uh but vargas saves he's got like her. real got like real crazy eyes yeah he reminds me of peter laurie a lot I, he just gives me that kind of vibe um but saves her domino comes up as james bond is about to die and um shoots him in the back yeah god what what's the line what is it that that he says she says i'm glad you i'm glad i killed him and he said you're glad Mm -hmm. another great moment um but that's not where things end because the boat just the boat speeds up and it does the thing that a lot of these 
like the movies in this era like to do where it takes footage and it just speeds it up like the frame rate of it it just looks really goofy um but uh they have to jump off the boat before it crashes and this is where that side character vargas he just disappears uh james bond pushes him off the boat and uh the raft that they're on vargas doesn't get on it uh he just kind of gets thrown into the water and it's he's his character's gone he's fine i'm sure even though he said he couldn't swim (laughs) maybe he just drowns (laughs) Uh, but yeah i mean that that's how the movie ends this movie ends really quickly it's the longest james bond but the ending's very fast because they get in the raft and then they hook on and then and a very silly looking but fun thing is the they're connected to a rope of of a plane and they just kind of get pulled by it in the air yeah it's a great moment i i it a little too abrupt, but I, yeah. I thought it was, it still works. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it still works, but I, I would have liked a little bit of wrapping up. I wonder if they just were like, okay, well, it's over two hours pushing it, but they they aren't saying that for much longer. So yeah. And the movie doesn't, it doesn't ever get old or anything like that. It's still, in, in my opinion, I think it's a really worthy addition to the series. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm trying to think of like where it stacks of the four that we've seen so far. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think I said Goldfinger. It went before this movie. It was Goldfinger, Dr. No from Russia with love. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure right now what I would put it at. Yeah. I, I know definitely for me, because I personally, I, I, I think this movie has great moments, but there is a lot of parts where I feel like not a lot happens or the movie kind of starts to slow down a lot. I think it's the slowest one of the bunch for me. So it goes at the bottom. I think it goes Goldfinger, Dr. No uh, from Russia with Love and then Thunderball at the bottom for me. But it's definitely not the worst James Bond. And I think it gives you the right James Bond kick. There's definitely going to be James Bonds later that are awful like not actual like anything enjoyable out of it well i mean i haven't seen them all so who knows maybe, maybe not but they've one, never th- made a bad james bond movie that's a lie <laughs> yeah never ever <laughs> um but this one this one's at least fun if you're a james bond fan it's definitely one that you should you should check out definitely i still give it a high recommend mm-hmm. um but I guess, I guess that wraps it up. I'm sure we're missing a lot from this movie. There's always more to talk about with no. these movies. Yeah, and I mean, we're just kind of recapping like a lot of the best scenes or like mm-hmm. our, some of our favorite moments. But uh, there's a lot of really great stuff in here that we didn't talk about. And there's, yeah. um, I, 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 it, worked, it works on so many levels. And I definitely say, you know, I don't want to take away from any viewings. Yeah, of course. Well, then I will say James Bond may or or may not actually uh, return in Casino Royale. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, We're jumping ahead to Daniel Craig? Yeah, Daniel Craig. Yeah. Like I said last time, we, we were jumping to Quantum of Solace, and now we're going to work our way backwards. <laughs> They didn't make any other Bond movies between Thunderball and Casino Royale. <laughs> Why are there so many James Bond fans? Like, like they're like, <laughs> oh, I've seen all James Bond, all all four of them. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that is going to be Casino Royale is going to be a little bit further down the line. What are we going to be talking about on Thursday, Ryan? 
I did mention how the next movie was going to be Destroy All Monsters, but I told Little White Lie because <laughs> there is actually a character in that movie, Nathan, that does have his own separate movie, and he is in Destroy All Monsters. So I think we need to talk about that one, Nathan. Okay. And that is going to be Varen, the unbelievable. <laughs> I can't. I, it's unbelievable that you chose this movie. I know. Can't wait. Varen, it, yeah, I know nothing about Varen, but I'm and, excited. Uh, it's over on the Criterion channel. You could so you could watch along with us. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to watch. If you want to email us, go ahead and email us at driveanddoublefeaturepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us, you can follow us over at Twitter at DIDFpod. But until next time. Until next time.